0: word this morning all right all right well come on let's bring out the podium bring out the books uh we are now in part two of our samson series and uh, last last sunday was was an awesome father's day where we we learned about the the parents of samson and how they made up their mind how they were going to raise samson before he ever was born and how we have to make up our mind how we're going to respond to temptation, how we're going to respond to trials and tests before we ever get in them. We can't make up our mind when we're in the middle of something. We have to make it up now. And it was a, a powerful message on, on Father's Day. And uh, now we're going to go into Judges chapter 14. And I'm going to read one scripture to you. It's not in Judges 14, but it's kind of a, a text that I think defines this sermon. And it's in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. And it says, I looked for someone. Look for, is there anybody out there, the prophet is saying, who might rebuild the walls of righteousness that guard this land? And I searched for someone to stand in the gap, in the wall, so that I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one search to and fro for a man for a woman with character with integrity with with courage with uh the willingness to to be a a defender of the defenseless and and god looked out and and saw no one and and my prayer is that if god looked at this church he wouldn't find no one he would find many many men that could stand in the gap that have courage integrity that have diligence and and want to be able to stand in the gap for those who cannot defend themselves. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for your presence, Father. I pray that you will speak through me. Give me the words to speak so that your word can go right into our hearts, Father God, that we can apply it to where we need to, where we're at today, and never forget because we we may need this word tomorrow, Father. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. amen. The topic of today's sermon is strong men with weak will. <laughs> because that's kind of like the story of, of our lives. It is, it is for me that there's so many areas that, that I'm so strong in, and, and yet my weaknesses can be gaping at times. You know, there could be moments where I, I feel like God is using me in such a mighty way. And then there's some moments at at home and and even in public where I feel like I have embarrassed my God and myself and my family. And I feel like this is a process that we're all going through. It's a process that I believe God is going to grow us in. And I pray that this word speaks to you this morning. The example I thought of, and uh, is it okay if I'm I'm open and honest, right? This is just between us, right? You won't tell anybody about my weaknesses, will you? Uh, But uh, someone's like, it's on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. I remember it was uh, April the 16th. I think it was Easter. Uh, about two years ago. We had an, an incredible service. I think we had maybe 45 people give their life to the Lord that particular Easter, and it was an amazing day. I felt like I was on cloud nine. I was on, you know, just, this is amazing, God. You're using this church to reach we had 45 people. This is incredible on cloud nine, and, and then Monday came, and I was in the process of doing some renovations to our house. We were building a garage, and uh, when, you, when you build a garage, the guy has to come, and he has to dig the trench, and then you have to go to the township, and you have to call for the inspector to come out. And then if he looks at it, he looked at the first time, said it wasn't perfect. So it got failed. And then I had to go back and tell the uh, uh, contractor it failed. He yelled at me. I'm like, it's not my fault. You're the one that didn't dig the ditch the right way. It's not my fault. And so then he comes back, digs the ditch the right way. Then I have to go back to the township, tell them that uh, uh, it's ready for inspection again. And uh, in that moment, the the guy who's doing the work says, all right, after they do the inspection, I'm bringing the concrete guy. They're going to pour the concrete because I don't have a lot of time to finish this job. Man, home renovations are frustrating. anyone ever done them before, going to the township for permits, man, this is, I, I mean, it, I need grace for it, and, and so I call the lady, schedule the inspection for this particular Monday, right after Easter Sunday, and uh, the, the guy's coming with all of the uh, concrete, the pour, and, and he's, he's ready to move on, and so I, I give him his check for all the, all the work that he's doing, and, and, and then all of a sudden, 2.30 comes, and there was no inspector that came, and so I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit because the guy's got the, you know, all, all the, the concrete. You, you can't just go get concrete and bring it back. It doesn't work like that. You pay for that. And, and so I, I call up the township and uh, the, 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 same, uh, person that it answered the phone when I made the, um, inspection date, uh, answered it again. I said, hi, hi, honey. Uh, just wondering when the inspector is going to come out today. Uh, I got everyone here waiting. And, uh, um, the person responds to me, oh, I, I, I don't have you on schedule for today. I'm like, oh no, you didn't, oh no, you didn't, and, and I'm like, I, 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 I talked to you a week ago, you told me, I, I talked to you, I remember your name, I wrote it down, and, and, and I started just to lose my mind, I, I mean, anyone ever done that before, and, and, and I, didn't, I didn't say any cuss words, all right? all right, God is my witness, but my tone was was not good. My, I, I mean, I may, may have said some things like, you screwed up, you know, this is all on you. You're going to write me the $1,000 check to cover the cost, you know, all this stuff. Uh, long story short, uh, the inspector did come right after that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the part that I really felt horrible about is the next morning I got a call from Wall Township. Uh, one of the guys that was in charge in that department uh, used to coach me in baseball, and and he says, uh, Pastor Isaac, <laughs> um, the the lady that you talked to the other day, uh, she's very new, and you actually made her cry. And now everybody hates me. I get it. And I I mean I felt I felt terrible. I went. I I bought her flowers. I bought her a card. I went right there and make sure, like, honey, I am I am so so sorry. And and I, I mean that's. That's kind of like, like like moments where we are so strong in so many areas. Where we feel like we are, we are on our way. God is using us. And then in, in one moment, we, we have like this fall where we feel like, who am I? Is Christ even in my life? I'm, I'm a pastor and I'm acting like this. I'm a child of God and, and I'm acting this way. This was the story of this man named Samson. Samson, he was a strong man. He had ridiculously strong strength in so many areas, and yet he had so many great weaknesses. Samson was a man set apart for God. He, he was a Nazarite. You could read about it in Numbers chapter 6, and it was this vow that anyone could take uh, so that they could be set apart for God, and this is the way his parents raised him. And uh, what that vow entailed was, was number one, don't get drunk. And I want to say to you, don't, you, you, you do bad things, bad things, stupid things. You say some things. You do, don't, you need to take the, 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 the Nazarite vow this morning, all right? You need to be at the altar this morning. All right? And, and no, number two was don't eat any dead things. Don't eat any dead things. Don't eat out of any dead things. And number three, don't cut your hair. Don't cut your hair. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, like we see these movies about Samson. He had this long, I hope he didn't have a mullet because that would not be God's will for anybody. God would never want anyone to be raised with a mullet. That is not God's will for you. And if you do have a mullet, we will lay hands on you after the service. And we will have a beautician that can take care of that for you. I promise you will not lose your strength if you cut your mullet. Anyways, where am I? Okay, so it, Samson, he, he took this vow. And his exploits were ridiculous. He killed 1,000 Philistine um, um, soldiers righteously in battle with just the jawbone of a donkey. He, in one moment, he, he was able to bring down two pillars and, and, and take down an entire evil temple worshiping the god of Dagon. He was a man who could tear apart a lion. A lion came after him, tore it apart, but yet his falls are what we remember him by. We remember him by uh, what what he did in that moment where he, he he killed thirty men unjustly because he lost a gambling debt. We remember him because of his just he, he he got picked off by UFOs all the time. anybody remember what UFOs are in this church? We call them unclothed female objects, and, and he he would fall every single time, and, and he, he's just like us. Isn't he? So much potential, so much strength, and yet so much weakness in his life at the same time. And, and I want to give you, as we get started with this sermon, three attitudes that lead to strong men becoming weak. Three attitudes that, that we could display that could cause us to be taken down. And uh, the first one, this is how it starts, is this attitude of, I want it. This attitude that represents lust. I want it. I want it. I see her. I see him. I want him. I see that thing. I see that object. I, I want it. I want it. And, and that leads us to the, the next attitude, which is, which is entitlement, which says, I deserve it. I want it. I deserve it. And then the, the third attitude that it leads to, Is I could handle it I I want it lust I could I deserve it entitlement and then I could handle it pride and this is something that took Samson down Judges chapter 14 verse 1 through 2 here's here's Samson one day he was on his way to Timna one of the Philistine women caught his eye be careful where your eyes go gentlemen Ladies, I always tell all, 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 the, all the single ladies, don't look for sexy Steve. Look for steady Eddie. Steady Eddie is the man. Go for steady. Sexy Steve will hurt you. Find a steady man. Okay. Anyways, that's not in my notes. That's for somebody here, though. <laughs> and when he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timna caught my eye, and I want her. Go get her for me. I want her. I saw her. I want her. Go get her for me. And that's what, that's what lust does to us. person that, that is full of lust, you'll, you'll go after something that's not God's will. You'll, you'll go after a cheap sexual thrill because you want it. You'll go after that, that thing you can't afford because you want it. You want it so bad. You want the boat. You, you, you want, and, and just, just a sidebar, so many people, you are so strong in so many areas, and so weak in so many other areas. Some of you guys, you will research for eight hours what is the best TV to buy and why. And you won't spend five minutes in God's word on a daily basis. I mean, come on, you, you're so strong in so many areas. I'm going to talk to the men here. You're like type A people. At work, you're a leader. At work, you are committed. At work, you are the man. Then you come home and you just are passive about everything. Just totally hands off as a, as a husband and as a father. So strong in one area and yet so weak in another area. So many men are, are I, I, you're committed to God. So many women, you are committed to God. You love God. You want to serve God and yet... You're in a prison of lust that you're too afraid to tell anybody about. So strong in one area and yet so weak in another. And, and, and you see something just like Samson that says, I want it. And when you say, I want it, it, doesn't matter what anybody else says to you. It doesn't matter what your pastor says. It doesn't matter what God's word says. It doesn't matter what your mom says, what your dad says. Samson saw this woman. He could not marry a woman outside of God's people. She was a Philistine woman. And her parents, Samson's parents said, no, that woman is no good for you. But when you are overcome with this mentality of, I want it. I got to have it. You won't listen to what people are telling you, warning you about. And then that leads to, I deserve it. I deserve it. I mean, do you know how hard I work? I deserve it. I mean, I'm not, I I deserve to be able to, to, I'm just going to go there, you know. I'm not getting it at home, so I deserve to be able to go somewhere else and get it. Because I'm not getting what I need at home. I deserve it. Look how hard I'm working. I deserve to be able to dabble a little bit in this secret sin, because look how many other good qualities I have. Let me justify it. This, this entitlement leads to destruction. And, and Samson, if you uh, see in the next verse, uh, he, got, he got attacked by a young lion. Young lion came, came at Samson. Anyone ever been attacked by a lion before? See, this is why I don't like cats, okay? I'm just going to be honest. I, I feel like, and people are going to hate me for this. That's okay. Again, Joe Responte's the goddess I send the emails to, but I, I just, you know, I look at cats, and I, I feel like there's a demon inside of them. I don't, I don't know if it's the eyes or or what, and, and and I, you know, people have told me they're amazing. It may be because I'm allergic to them, and so when I go over anyone that has a cat, I can't breathe. And I have to rush rushed to the emergency room. That may have a little bit to do with it, but I'm, I, I, I have a a friend here, uh, he's one of the uh, deacons in the church, John Grabowski, and uh, we had Lily's uh, recital just the other night, and we had two extra tickets, and John and Judy came, and uh, John Grabowski comes, and, and he looked like he got in a fight with a cougar. Uh, his whole arm was, was stra- he had bands, and, and it looked like he ran through like a barbed wire fence to get to Lily's recital. I was like, John, it wasn't really that important. You didn't need to, you know, scale a barbed wire fence to get here. And uh, there he is. Hi, John. Sorry, uh, I didn't get your permission to share this story, but I'm going to share it anyway. And I, I, I go to John, I'm like, what happened? He's like, my cat. <laughs> I'm like, your cat? did? I knew it. I knew it. It was right all along. There's something like a little, a little crazy about cats. Sorry to all the cat people. Do you still love your pastor? Say amen. And, and Samson is attacked by the big cat, by the lion. And, and in this moment, the spirit of God came on him, and he tore this lion apart, tore him apart. I mean, this incredible moment where the Spirit of God empowered him to do something that he was not capable of doing on his own. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord will do for you if you can submit yourself to him. And, and the same man who tore this line apart, it says later on, next verse, he returned to Timnah for the wedding. And he oh, turned off <laughs> the path. It's never good when you turn off the path. Turn the person next to you and say, Stay on the path. Stay on the path. Don't turn, because he turned off the, the path and he saw the carcass of the lion from his past. Don't rely on past victories. Get focused on what the new thing God is going to do for you. Thank God for the past victories, but say, I'm focused on the new thing that God's going to do for me. I'm not meant to repeat history, I'm meant to make history history. And, and so he, he saw this line from his past, and he saw all these bees inside of it, and he scooped some honey into his hands out of this dead animal and ate it along the way. What an idiot! And that's pretty nasty, too. That's disgusting. Anyone ever eaten honey out of a, out of a dead carcass? I mean, number one, that's nasty. But men, we're, we're nasty, aren't we guys? We're, 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 I mean, we could be some nasty people, can't we? You know, we, we do some, some, some nasty things sometimes. For example, like the other day, uh, Diamond picked up a pair of my underwear. And uh, somebody, somebody is, is saying, this just got interesting. And, and she said, are they clean or Dirty. And I said, all right, we're we're, more nasty guys, you know. (laughs) And and so, I mean, he pulls honey out of this dead lion's carcass. We're going to have to go back to one service because people are just going to be, oh, I don't know about this church. (laughs) And and that was number one. That was number two. It broke one of his vows, not to eat dead things. I mean, just broke a vow to God, a vow he made to the Lord at an altar. I will not, and in one moment, he he turns off the path and breaks that vow, trades this vow to God for a little taste of honey. And we do it all the time. Do not give up what you want most for what you want Now. Don't give up. I want to be a great father to my kids. I want to be a great husband, a great wife. I want to serve the Lord with all of my heart, soul, and strength. All these things that you want more than anything. You want to be a respected person in your community. You want to have a good reputation. You want to have good character. Don't give up what you want most for a weak moment of something that you want now. And we do it all the time with this mentality of I deserve it. I've been sober for two years. Maybe I could have a drink again. I deserve it. Look at what I have done. I, look how hard I am working at work. I des- And I'm not getting it at home. My wife doesn't treat me well and this lady at the office, man, she really sees something special in me. I deserve for her to talk to me like that. And man, you are selling your future for what you want now. And the devil is a liar. Do I hear an amen? amen. And Samson went ahead and Broke a vow for just a little temporary enjoyment, a little sugar high. Broke a vow to God. I want it. I deserve it. And then, number three, we say, I could handle it. I could handle it. That's pride. That's how Satan takes strong men and strong women and makes them weak. His vow said, Don't cut your hair. And then Judges 16, he, he sees Delilah. We all have our Delilahs. They're not all women. They could be anything. You see that. I want it. I deserve it. Look at all these great exploits I did for the Lord. Look at all these great things I did for the Lord. I deserve it. And, and then he says, I can handle it. I can handle it. This, this little line that I'm going to cross, I could handle it. I could handle it. I could handle it. And then it ends up handling him. Look at, at, at Judges. It says that she tormented him, nagging day after day until he, he was sick to death. That's, sometimes that's what sin will do. It will nag you. It will nag you day after day because it's not about being defensive. It's about being offensive. It's not about what you're saying no to, it's about what you are saying yes to. If all you're doing is saying no, 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 you will fall to that sin. But if you start saying yes to Jesus and going after his purposes and staying on his path for your life, then those no's will start to get much quieter in your life. It is what you are going after that matters, not what you are saying no to. And finally, he couldn't take it anymore, shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to the Lord as a Nazarite from birth. And, and then finally, next verse, we'll go to verse 18. Delilah realized that he had opened up his heart to her. Be careful who you open up your heart to, okay? Guard your heart, ladies. Guard your heart. Just because he says, I love you, and just because he says you're cute, and just because he gives you compliments, don't open up your heart just for anybody. Guard your heart. And then Delilah got slamson, put him to sleep with his head in her lap, and then she began to call for a man to shave off his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Next verse. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. And then he woke up, and he thought, I could handle it. I, I... I'll, I'll do it like I've always done. I'll shake myself free. I'll just shake it off. I'll just, just lie my way out of this one. I'll just figure out a way to, to not get caught because that's what I've always done. But he did not realize that the Lord had departed from him. Satan loves to make strong men weak. And this could happen to anybody. Anybody? This could happen to the most respected people in the community. People who think they're so strong in themselves. I can handle it myself. I'm a good person. I I don't have one felony on my resume. I'm strong. I've been married 25 years. I, I have a good marriage. I'm strong. But when your strength is in yourself, then you are a weak person. Because Satan loves to make strong people weak. And to to illustrate this, I have a a video that our young adults um, filmed on Thursday um, sharing with people how when you try and handle everything in your own strength, no matter how strong you are, it will always fly away. Take it away, guys.